Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Night Q&A. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. It's been several weeks since I've been here, and this is kind of a fun show because we get other people, other other podcasters as, as part of our channel that we, we get to kind of mix it up a little bit and have some different pairings. And I jumped in this week because I had a chance to do a podcast with someone that I've never done a podcast with before. So what you have here tonight is Dave Schofield, host of the Scobro Show, host of the, what's my other one? The Steelers Stat Geek. I'm also yeah. on the Steelers Preview. But we have the host of the Steelers Power Half Hour, one-third of the Ohioans. We have Chris Pugh. Chris, how are you tonight? Great, Dave. It's awesome to be here. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I have. To, I'll start this question with you, people. If you're coming in and you're in the live chat, start firing the questions away. We'll get to them here real quick. I'm going to ask Chris a couple things while we wait for him. But Chris, is this your first YouTube slash Facebook live show with BTSC? I think it's the third. Um, okay. Me, Joe, and Paul came on the first time with uh, Beck and Jeff. Okay. Yeah, it, it was the introduction interview. Gotcha. And I uh, replaced Beck for it was right before the Steelers Bears game on Enemy. Um, Beck had to take that's a week right, off. That's yeah. right. You filled in on that show. I remember now. I uh, see. I don't catch all of our live shows on YouTube. I a lot of times if I don't catch it live, I'm listening to it in the audio. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was trying to remember because sometimes they all kind of. I know you filled in before. I just couldn't remember if it was on the on the YouTube side. So you're yeah. here. You know what you're doing. I'm going to start off with a with a question to you because you living in Ohio and you having to cover other things besides the Steelers at times, you get caught up doing that uh, that um, mistake by the lake, that ugly brown team. Uh, how did what what all did you have to do with the cover covering of their big signing over the weekend of Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I work uh, with all of our papers uh, in the USA Today Network in Ohio. That includes the Acker Beacon Journal, one of the big places that covers the Browns, and the Cincinnati Inquirer, the big paper in Cincinnati. So whenever something happens down there, uh, we could talk. I unfortunately had to cover about 10 different stories about the Bengals right before the Super Bowl. And this week comes the Browns. Um, was one of the main editors when the Deshaun Watson signing got announced. And it was really shocking. I mean, it was it the end was. of my day. I was hoping to have a good, nice early weekend. And right before I left, we got the Schefter tweet. And I was cursing Adam Schefter. Come on. <laughs> Send that tweet after I leave work. But yeah, I was no. going to say, what was it, about 4.30, 5 o'clock? Yes. Yeah. I, well, I remember it was 3.46, and okay. I was off at 4.30. And um, we uh, we have a beat report I worked with uh, to break the story, but uh, we were updating a lot of our things. Uh, we had a story that was pretty popular about where the Browns are picking this year, so we updated with the new draft picks, and the mm -hmm. draft pick they sent away. Um, and just, you know, trying to help them get as much reaction as possible. It was – it was a shock to a lot of Browns fans because remember two days ago beforehand, he was like, Oh, I don't want to come. Nope. And now he was out. He's there. So yeah, it was very surprising. And I'll be honest um, in Cleveland, people are ticked off. Um, oh, that, they, that was, I was going to be a follow up question. How, how's yeah. the, cause there's a lot of the fan base when other people were criticizing Watson and, you know, is he going to be able to even start the season, the allegations, everything. And a lot of Cleveland fans are coming to the defense of the move, but you would have a little bit more inside, inside information as to really the pulse of the fans. 
there are two um, camps of TikTok fans. First of all, it's funny. Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback. No, he's not. We've established <laughs> that. I think it's clear. Um, but there's a lot of people that like Baker Mayfield. Over there, we're living in the Browns fans' heads. I mean, the Browns got over on the Steelers <laughs> one year ago, and that was their memory of a lifetime. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, Steelers fans, you know, we have six Super Bowls we can look at. The Browns have that nice win over the Steelers in a wild card game two years ago, and yeah. that's the only thing they praise. And because Baker Mayfield was that quarterback, he's their hero. He's their savior. But and he didn't even, do anything to win that game. Right. He didn't. <laughs> but, but they've had so many horrible quarterbacks that yeah. finally won that is wasn't horrible, horrible. Yeah, you know, they love mm-hmm. the guy. They think he's wonderful. And I think there's also, incorrectly, I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson's allegations, you know, there's 22 of them. And there's a lot of people, especially here in 2022, they're like, this is not good. This is not yeah. cool. And I think they're having a hard time throwing their support behind him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I kind of remember what here in Pittsburgh people were going through uh, when the, the Ben Roethlisberger thing happened about 15, 16 years ago. But Ben was already here. Yes. That's the difference. Right. Now you're bringing in an outside guy. Yeah. Right. So I could, I mean, a lot of, there were Steelers fans before free agency hit to like, go get Watson, go get Watson. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to give up the draft capital. Um, for someone that you're still not sure could even play in week one. Um, so there's a lot going on with that. I just wanted to double check with you as a Steelers guy, how you feel about that, how you feel about that, about Watson with, with him getting to the team, just to make sure. If everything goes okay, it might be a good move for Cleveland, but everything has to go okay. And, you know, you said it. he's probably going to get suspended. He did not play last year. No. So that it's possible that by the time he starts playing in Cleveland, he's not going to play for a year and a half. And if you look at the sunny side of the you know equation, you could say, well, at least he wasn't getting hurt or anything. Can you imagine, though, a year and a half of his prime is gone? And yeah. I mean, he's not going to stink when he comes back, but I'm not sure if you can expect prime Deshaun Watson after missing a season and a half in a row. Yeah, I, I think they're not thinking. And you know, they got Jacoby Brissett over the weekend. That's that's more the right style to back him up, in my opinion. Right. That's what that had everything to do with it, which I didn't think was a bad move. Right, right, but I guess the only thing I'm thinking is if we're starting to look at maybe predictions for next year. Yeah, you know, say. It's a six-game suspension, which is possible. It's not verified yet, but that's one of the things they're throwing around. Can Jacoby Brissett be three and three after six games? Depends there's on who of, they play. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of uncertainty with the Browns. And I know they signed Deshaun for five years, but that one of five years is kind of messed up. I mean, they're taking a humongous chance. And, and he's fully guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just certainly yeah. guaranteed is crazy. Yeah. They're they're putting their a lot of eggs in one basket, and if it doesn't work out, then they're going to be back to being the Browns. So oh, let's yeah. get on to 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 some of these other questions. You ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so I'm going to try to get get through these as much as we can. If if I don't get to you, I'm sorry. If you use the super chat feature, we'll make sure we get it. No pressure to do it. That's not what this is about tonight. This is about getting as many questions as we can. So here we go. I will butcher all these names. I, I really um, <laughs> enjoy doing that. And no, I don't do it on purpose, although I'm tempted. Okay, this is Brian Mizwa. He says, so still no Honey Badger signing. The answer to that is no. What do you What do you think of that, Chris? Do you think that Honey Badger is a possibility for the Steelers, and would you like to move? 
I think it's possible. Um, I've been tracking him incessantly on Twitter this week because I want to get some <laughs> ideas of what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, he's been away with his family. He says, hey, this is a kid's takeover week. So I'm wondering if he's mm-hmm. taking the week off from talking to anybody. I think it would be a good move. I think it might be a little bit more of a pipe dream because um, from your reporting, Dave, I think uh, it was like about $12 million under the cap. They can make yep. things work. I, I think it's going to take like a Miles Jack type signing where the market's a little bit dry and he says, hey, look, I'd like to come to Steelers or maybe a little bit of a reduced rate. I will say the one team that scares me, we can answer a lot of questions like this. The Colts have $69 million under the cap. Mm-hmm. And the Colts are almost the playoff. But they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> right. So a chunk's going to go to that quarterback. Yeah. But I'm kind of wondering what happens if the Colts are bidding high on some of these guys that are still yeah. out there. I think it's possible. I think, you know, I heard you talk in the podcast the other night. They're both alpha dogs. We look at Minka and Matthew. Yeah. I like the defensive coaches. I think they can make it work. I, I like to see the craziness that they could come up with. I think it could work. It, it just it comes down to money. I mean, I think uh, Pittsburgh would be a fantastic place for Matthew, but does it make it sense for him financially? Yeah, you know, would you take a job that pays you half as much just because you think you'll have fun there, or would you ever take the more money? I mean, I think it applies to us personally as well as Tyron Matthew. Yeah, well, it does, but at the same time, people also realize that. Once you make that much money, how much more money do you really need? You know, kind of the whole Ben Roethlisberger taking the $5 million cut last season, those kinds of things. So I can see it both ways. My biggest concern, and I said it before, is, and this is what the Steelers ultimately have to decide, and they're going to know so much better than us, is does it fit chemistry-wise? Will they be able to do what they want to do with those two players? Or are you going to have one of those deals where – uh, you might have two great players that simply don't they, – they, they just don't connect to work well together. So if the Steelers choose to bring back Terrell Edmonds instead, I'm not going to be disappointed because they at least know that they have someone in there that works together. So I'm okay with either one of those two players when it comes beyond that. I'm not really sure because I don't try to get my hopes up on people that the Steelers don't get. But I, I'm I'm fine with whatever the Steelers decide to do at safety as long as it's not a downgrade from what they had last year. I don't think they, they do, do Exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. So um, Cecil Music, I guess that would be music. He says, do you think they choose Lewis Riddick as the next GM? In theory, he's a guy we know better yeah. than others. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think – they're really not bidding against anybody to be a GM, so they don't have to make that move mm-hmm. right away. But it's like if you go for a job interview and they don't hire you right away, do they really want you? And that's the kind of makes me wonder about the Steelers. They've looked at Rick twice. Uh, there was reports saying they talked to three other guys over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I think Rick is definite possibility. I start to wonder the longer the time goes by where they don't select him. Uh, I think Rick has a nice pedigree. I think he has a lot of um, player development experience. I don't think he'll be a bad pick, but it's up to 16 interviews now. So I don't think you can definitely guarantee it. I think he's in the mix, but it's hard to say he's definitely it. We don't know what the Steelers said to these guys that they might say, we are not announcing this till after the draft. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they told them, Hey, we might, we're not going to announce it, but we have an idea. We'll let you know if you're in the running. We don't know because they're being really tight lipped and I'm fine with that. When it comes specifically to Riddick, I would put my money on no. 
I know that's going to make people mad because they're like, oh, he understands people. You hear his breakdown because he's on TV to say it. Right. That's why what he's what he does sounds so good. The reason I'm saying, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be good. I'm not saying that. My biggest thing is I say no, is it doesn't seem like a Steelers type of hire to hire someone who hasn't been in the NFL front office for more than nine seasons. Right. That just doesn't seem that they would do that as a GM. Now, for all I know, they could be taking this open GM position and be talking to guys like Riddick in case they in case they hire someone like Brandon Hunt and then they need somebody else in their scouting department, where which is where Riddick has his um his previous work that maybe because he's you know being from western Pennsylvania, does he want to get back into it and somewhere where he goes goes home? So there's a lot of things there, a lot of possibilities. But the reason I'm not saying that I would put him as a front runner is because it's been so long since he's he's done the job. So, I agree. I agree. so um, here we go. Here's Todd Faraday says, "What do the Steelers draft in the first round?" This is after Week One of free agency. We still we know we got still got more, but right now, Chris, if this draft uh, was tomorrow, what? Not who they say. What do they draft in the first round? If one particular quarterback's there, I'd be interested. Mm -hmm. But I think after the weekend, and I don't blame them for this weekend, um, we, they lost a couple receivers. I think if a good receiver yeah. drops, it very well could be a receiver. Um, I, I personally kind of like receiver or maybe offensive line. Mm -hmm. They're at a pretty good spot where they can kind of sit and wait for people to fall to like they don't have to desperately trade up or desperately try to find the best, you know, certain position. They can let the board come to them. And you know how it is. There's always guys who fall. And yeah. the Steelers have been fortunate that way in the past. I think they're going to continue to do that. I think if Malik Wills is there, I can see them going after him. I like Trubisky, but I'm not a huge Trubisky guy. And I think having a guy that could develop would be good. But a receiver? You got two veterans in your um, in your room. You, you got to get some more bodies in there. No, and these are veterans that are still on rookie contracts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. a veteran for the Steelers. You got to remember that because right. of you know, kind of a very similar question we got on the YouTube side was, "What's the biggest draft need after free agency?" Um, and meaning right now it's free agency. I'm, I'm I I'll give people a little bit of heads up if you follow us at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. The uh, the mock draft Monday article that I do every Monday it'll be out at eight fifteen Eastern on Monday. I'll go ahead and tip you off. It was it was where someone basically took what it was from CBS and they took the the needs the team still had after week one. They had the Steelers drafting a safety. I don't know if what the Steelers want at safety is going to be what's right there for them in round one. Um, I think they're still going to address that in free agency. I like your idea of saying they could go wide receiver. Even if they sign a wide receiver, they could still go wide receiver. So I like that the draft board's open right now. That's what I ultimately want to see happen by the time the end of April rolls around, that they really could go anywhere. You don't have to force the quarterback issue. You don't have to force the cornerback issue. You don't have to force um, any particular issue. And I, I've always been an offensive line guy. Um, so here we go. Here's another one. I've read half of it, so we'll get it all here. This is by Amon Singh. Um, does it look like Casey broke the bank to acquire Juju? Do you think Juju's deal would have been expensive for the Steelers? Here's Chris's take. Please disagree with me if you okay. think. I don't think it's as much of a money issue. I think Juju was betting on himself. 
I think Juju wanted to have a good year so he can cash in the free agency. And, hey, we wear Steelers hats with pride, but who would you rather catch passes with to have a great year, Pat Mahomes or Mitch Trubisky? And I think he kind of looked at it and said, hey, I I got a better chance of having a good year in Kansas City. The best year that Juju had was when he was playing off of Antonio Brown, when Antonio Brown was outstanding. Mm -hmm. So I guess the thought might be is if you play on the other side of Tyreek Hill, maybe you have another great year and maybe you cash in. Um, It'd be nice to see Juju stay, but I don't think Juju wanted to stay. That's my own personal thing. Yeah, Juju's mom said that he really wanted to stay in the real and stay, and the Steelers didn't really offer him anything. I don't know if that's the case or not. For sure, those are they're all speculatory. Of course. What I'm going to say is, yeah, it, it looked like it was ten and a half here. It's maybe three and a half with a bunch of incentives, but some of those incentives are 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 game. Just right. playing. So those some of those are likely to be earned incentives that are going to count against the salary cap, and right. some of them. Apparently, a lot of them are tied to them winning, at least going to, if not winning the AFC championship um, that Juju has with incentives there. But my thing was, I don't blame Juju for signing a one-year deal because of what happened last year. And the way the Steelers are doing things right now, they probably didn't want to do a one-year deal with Juju. They did that last year, and now they're paying a lot for him this year in dead money. So if they were probably going to want to do a two- or three-year deal at the rate that he's going at now and then keeping that first year down. And from Juju's perspective, don't blame him at all for saying, hey, I'm going to do the one year. I'm going to go to the best situation I think I can be in. I'm going to show everyone what I can do. And next year, I'm going to be the main guy that they're chasing after. Um, Best of luck to him. Um, Just hope you don't play well against the Steelers. Um, (laughs) I'm going to answer this one real quick because it's kind of sarcastic because Brian Brown says, what's that was that imposter show from earlier? The guy only wanted to talk about the stinking Bengals. It's called the the AFC North Roundup, which (laughs) is obviously going to be talking about the other teams in the AFC North. That's the whole point of that show is to kind of keep tabs on the other teams, uh, what's going on from the Steelers perspective. So that that, I hope that answers your question. Okay. Um, Eric Smalley says, we won't honestly go after Baker, will we? I just saw an article say we may. Hope you didn't see that at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What do you think, Chris? Baker Mayfield to the Steelers? There's way too much. He's not a good quarterback. <laughs> no. Now, I'll be a little controversial and say I'm not sold on Mitch Trubisky. I don't okay. dislike I mean, the move. That's fine to not be sold on Mitch right. Trubisky. There's no problem with that. So I'm, I'm, saying- I'm sold more on him than I am on Baker Mayfield, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying Mitch Trubisky is a Super Bowl quarterback, but I, w- I would still pick Mitch Trubisky over Baker Mayfield if they're both out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ba- Baker was wild. Uh, he was He's not a good thrower. I mean, living in Columbus, I'm yeah. forced to watch more Browns games to care to admit. You don't want Baker Mayfield on your team. Uh, yeah. I Well, here's what's ridiculous. The, the Browns took him first overall that year. The year after Watson was – and the Browns had that draft pick where he was selected and traded it. They could have had Watson. They could have had Watson. And they, I mean, they already had Miles Garrett in that draft. They could have had Watson and chose not to. And now they're paying all this draft capital to go get him. And then the guy that they took first overall the next year, they have to try to see if they can get anything for him. I don't see him coming to the Steelers, mainly because the Steelers got Trubisky. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be that guy either. I'm the middle-of-the-road person where you say you're not sold on Trubisky. I'm fine with not being sold on him. 
I see potential. Mm. I don't know that the, that anybody that they sign is necessarily going to be a savior because we've had, you know, for for every Larry Foot, you also have a Ladarius Green. You know, for every uh, Jeff Hardings, you also have a Dante Moncrief. So with the Steelers signing so far this year, they got five. I'd love for all five of them to work out. Oh, yeah. Really, if three of them worked out, they're doing pretty good. Right. If if you think about it. So I'm saying, um, why would the Steelers give up anything for a quarterback that isn't any better than the three that they already have? Well, and think of so. the sign cap situation. Baker's owed 18 yeah. million. So even if you love the idea of getting Baker, yeah. you're gonna have to restructure somebody, cut somebody mm-hmm. just to bring in Baker. Can you imagine what Cam Hayward would think if you said, Hey, restructure your contract so we could bring the yeah. great Baker Mayfield in? It'd yeah. be crazy. No. No, no. And honestly, Cam Hayward was due a $4.5 million roster bonus today. I thought he was going to get restructured before that. Now, one thing I will say about that is I don't know the language of that contract, uh, that roster bonus, because there are ones, I think there's, who is it for the Vikings out, like uh, Danell Hunter or whatever it is? Is that one of the guys that, um, I I, might have screwed up the name. I'm thinking it's the guy that Brian in the one episode of the preview was talking about and here he was injured and wasn't playing um, that, uh, that he has it in his contract that he got a roster bonus, but the way it's worded is it, even though he he's eligible for it now, it could be converted to a signing bonus later. That might be the case for Cam Hayward, or it could be that they got it done and it's just not announced, but the difference between that roster bonus being able to, or not being able to be part of a restructure is going to, is the difference of, of $3 million they could save on the salary cap this year. But at the same time, that also pushes Cam Hayward's, um, salary cap number the last two years of his contract to over $25 million, which is a lot um, for a defensive lineman of that age. But trust me, Cam's my favorite player. I'm not going to complain yeah. too much. So there's other options. I've always said a TJ Watt restructure covers everything yeah. that the Steelers right. need. If And the only question they would have to ask is, do we want to restructure the whole thing or just part of it? Right. And I'm actually going to do an article sometime coming up. It almost looks like Watt's contract was structured in a way that a restructure this year made sense. So uh, it's kind of interesting the way the numbers work out. I've got to ask this question. I've got to ask this. Oh, yeah. Steel Curtain wants to know, is your blue shirt velvet? Because they said they would drape themselves in velvet. Uh, That's a great Seinfeld reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is (laughs) he talking about my shirt? What's that? Yeah. I I would call your shirt green. Yeah, it's green, too. I got a little podcast like here that maybe makes it look velvet, but it's green. Yeah, yeah. They were wondering if the material was velvet. So so to to me, it looks like uh, all like um, all polyester. It's like it's like it's one of those like a like a (laughs) tracksuit. It was a clean shirt that I had available to wear. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yes. Um, I'm making a lot of people making statements in the live chat answering previous questions. I they love just, it. I just have to then try to find the find the questions. Okay, here we go. Eric Parker says, Do you think Landon Collins is a possibility? I think so. I mean, I think Matthew'd be great. He might be a pipe dream. I agree with you. Um, Troll Edmonds would be good to bring back if the top two options don't work, I would say Landon Collins would be the other guy who would be the same or a potentially upgraded yeah. before. So I'm in Landon Collins if but, we can't get Matthew or Evans. 
And that's and that's also about money as well. Right. Um, and then then you have to know what what to do. Um, Brian Mizzou had a follow up question. Says about the offensive lineman Dallas release that was, is it Lyle Collins or however yeah. you pronounce for it? Lyle he, Collins. I think, he's yeah. he's has reportedly signed with the Cincinnati Bengals, who is re- they have really bolstered, tried to bolster their offensive line this offseason, which is the move that they needed to make. Right. Um, do, 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 do. I'm lots of lots of comments. I'm trying to get to. Please put the question mark at the end of your question so that way I can see it's a question that'll help. All right, here we go. Brian Brown wants to know: Is there any chance they intend to give the other safety position to Norwood? I'm. Mean, you want me to go first? Yeah. Well, I, I'll answer. Are you ready? They could, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I want Norwood to be my starting safety. I like me some Norwood. I like Embarrass and Nick or Dime guy that safety. Yeah. But just my opinion. I don't think he fits that strong safety mold of what they want. Yeah. You know, then I, I have to admit, you'll have to check it out tomorrow behind the steel curtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, <laughs> with uh, with my with my mock draft Monday, the player that they had the Steelers taking, it's obviously not the safety from Notre Dame. He's going in the top five. It was yeah. it was someone else. And it didn't seem to fit because they're like, oh, safety, he's great, deep middle, and he'd be really good in the slot. I'm like, I don't know. But but not good as a box safety. It, it seems like the Steelers need someone that can also be that box safety, unless they want to overhaul what they're doing, and with having Devin Bush and Miles Jack, if that's if one of those can kind of even take that role in things, I just don't know that that's their vision. But if they make a move like that, that their their strong safety isn't typically what they have in a strong safety, then you know that they're going with a different philosophy for the year. Do you think that's safe to say? Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So, all right. Let's see. I'll try to find some more questions. We still got a few minutes here. Here sure. we go. Because we uh, we we try to make sure that we keep these shows as um, a little bit tight. Um, just saying, what up, you? Yeah. Okay, I'm still looking for for uh, for a question. Man, lots of great discussion though. I can see it here uh, from everyone tonight. Oh, Snowman, five dollars. I almost missed that. that oh. oh my, I'm I'm so glad I caught this. Uh, five dollars in the tip jar. Uh, thank you very much. He says, is there any news on signing Terrell Edmonds? And that was one of the things we're talking about. We there was not any news for the Steelers at all of any signings on Sunday. Right. There was I'm I'm getting my days mixed up because I'm so yeah. run down from everything. Um, Gunner Gunner was signed. Was that Saturday. that was Saturday? That was Saturday. Okay, so I didn't lose a day in there. I was going to say Saturday, but like, or was that Friday? But no, Friday was something else. So we had Gunner. Um, how do you say his last name? Do you know? Oh, just oh, <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, and, and and you froze on us a little bit, and the the look on your face um, on YouTube right now from where from where Chris is frozen is uh, actually uh, pretty comical. So uh, hopefully we can get him back there. We got you back? Yes, we're back, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, you were frozen. All the all the, the look on your face was great. If you weren't watching yes. on YouTube or Facebook, you really missed it. Don't so, screenshot um, that. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I didn't hear if you tried to pronounce his name. Um, I think it's Olduski, but uh, I'm not yeah, sure if that's right. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that he, he's made he made all pro as a as a returner in 2020. So that's that's not bad at all. Okay. Yeah. Um Clarence Washington wants to know who will be the inside linebackers. Do you think it's Bush and Jack, even though they're more kind of the same role? I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I think they're invested in seeing if mm-hmm. Jack's I, well, Bush is gonna be the guy. And, you know, 
I, I don't see how you don't start Miles Jack. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they, they are the same type of a linebacker, which makes me a little bit nervous. But I, I think you have to start Jack and Bush unless you have a sincere reason why they're not performing well. But, I mean, you brought Jack in to start, and I think they're still trying to see if Bush can be good. And I have full confidence the Flores can bring out the best of Bush. Hopefully he's healthier, and hopefully his mindset is right, and he's ready to roll. Yeah, and I'm. you just don't know – what the Steelers, if they're trying to do something different, if they're saying, hey, based on this, these players, let's do this. You know, that's that's why some people were, were some were, a lot of people love the Miles Jack signing. And a lot of people were very, not a lot, but some people were very critical of it because they felt like you've now got two linebackers doing the same role in sure. Devin Bush and Miles Jack. Uh, I think showing that they try to do Devin Bush with Joe Schobert last year for most of the season, that they might just, that might be what they're ultimately trying to do. I don't know how they're going to make it work, but I'm okay with that. Maybe Robert Spillane is really going to be in the mix on obvious running downs. Um, just get your best players out there in the best situations is all I wanted to do. Yeah. So I, I, and I live and breathe Steelers every day, and yet I know that they have much more knowledge about how they can make it work than what than what I can give. So um, here, let's see. Let, what's another one? Um, so um, Shaquille Gregory says, "What free agent would you like to see the Steelers sign? Do you have Do you have a specific name of someone you'd like to see him sign? Uh, if you got news right now, the Steelers just signed." Uh, Matthew, and, and I'm also interested in Jarvis Land- Landry. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Browns, but I think Landry, I'm really disappointed in every Steelers receiver, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm Even Deontay Johnson just wasn't performing like he should. Mm-hmm. I think Jarvis Landry could bring a veteran leadership that hopefully can kind of uh, kick the butt of uh, Claypool and Johnson, help bring the best out of them. I mean, I want to see improvement there. And I think Landry's has a very enough savvy to do it, but I know a lot of other teams are after Landry, so I'm not sure if we can get him. But the- yeah, honestly, that was the name I was going to throw out there because I knew it was. I don't even know if there's any interest on either side, but it would yeah. it, it it would make sense for the Steelers to bring in a receiver. But I really got to look at where these receivers fit because right now the biggest thing going on with Claypool and Deontay Johnson is both of them are better in the same position. Right. So that's that that that's not good if you have two guys that their best role is the same position on the field and that one of them would thrive more when the other one wasn't available. So the the Steelers do have a lot to do with that receiver position. Um let's go with Jack H. He says, Do you think Mason Rudolph has any chance of starting week one? Trubisky needs to fall in the face and just uh, really perform poorly. And it, it's possible. I mean, anything's possible. But I, even though the Steelers got him at a cheaper rate, I still think they made that deal and they signed him quick enough where they're viewing him as a week one star unless he falls apart. Yeah. Well, take injury out of the equation. Um, because we always know that, that you know Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't have been starting his rookie right. year if not for two injuries ahead of him. Right. So – not even going to worry about not even that, but I don't know that it would have to be simply Trubisky just falling on his face. Trubisky could still be fine, but if Rudolph just comes out and absolutely tears it up, and you're like, man, there's no way we could, we could not. And even if he did, I still wouldn't then be surprised if the Steelers tried to shop him if yeah. he did if he did that good, you know. So, uh, but it would only have to be if Trubisky is just doing fine. It would. It, it's 
it went from it being Mason's job to lose that now it's Mason's job he has to earn. So, which isn't a bad situation um, at all. Uh, We've got time for maybe two more. We've got Brad Jewett. He says, who's been your favorite free agent signing thus far? I know mine, but I'm interested to hear what yours are. I know mine. I'm going to let you go first and we'll see if it's the same one. Miles Jack had the biggest name, but I like James Daniels because I wanted to see the Steelers upgrade at offensive line. I think we're not sure if James Daniels is going to be that mega all-pro guy, Mm -hmm. but I think he brings a better shot at Steelers lineman really succeeding than any of the guys they have right now. So he was one guy I looked at before free agency that when they got him, they said, wow, the offensive line is a little bit better now than they were once they got James Daniels. So that's a guy I like. Um, That was my answer because, you know, being an offensive line guy in the first place, um, I think he – it's funny because when I read KT Smith's film breakdown on Friday at Behind the Steel Curtain, that I noticed some of the film and they're like some of the things he could do and how he could work his feet and a little bit of the quickness and, you know, getting, getting to a block and everything. I saw it and thought of some of the film that people showed of Kendrick green whenever he was in college. So I'm like, so you're taking some of the stuff that we thought maybe Kendrick green could do in the pros, but we're seeing it from a guy actually doing it in the pros. So I, I like the athleticism of that move um, and just his overall um, attitude on the offensive line. That is why it is my favorite one. I'm going to answer this question real quick myself, and sure. then we'll find one more. It said, since Juju is gone, who will be the next profile pick for BTSC Steelers Radio? Um, for right now, it's the Steelers logo. Um, I just saw the, I saw that tonight. The bad must have changed that. Um, that, uh, that that's what it is for now. I don't know what they would do. I know what my vote would, would um would would be um but uh i don't know that my, my vote really matters okay um let's find one more uh i know i'm i'm missing some there's a bunch of them um i'm trying to get one that's a different question from what we've already already looked at tonight so i'm trying to skip it ahead um so we've kind of answered that one i'm gonna do this one because it's completely different from anything else that we had Okay, and this is M. Hall. He says, what backup edge rushers could we pick up? That's a good question. It, it <laughs> I is. I have an answer to that. Because right now it's it's Watt, it's Highsmith, it's Tuska. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know if I want Tuska as my third outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. But although the Steelers have done a really good job uh, filling in some of the obvious holes they had going into the offseason – I'm still looking at outside linebacker, even though it is a need. You know, I'm looking and saying, man, they better do safety first. They better do um, receiver. They better do maybe a tackle if a tackle's out there that could help. And I'm I'm looking at backup running back. I mean, the Sears going to have to run the mm-hmm. ball more. I don't want to see poor Najee's legs fall off. I mean, I mm-hmm. love Najee, but uh, I don't want to see the same thing happen with Le'Veon Bell. So, yeah, Dave, maybe you can better answer that question because I'm well, not really plugged in here. I, I know what you mean. I I think, I mean, they could also, they could bring back Taco. No yeah. one's lining up to grab Taco. They could. But even if you do, you bring him in as a guy that he's got to go to camp and make the team still. You know, right now, I feel almost any backup linebacker they would bring in is going to be a guy that might need to make the team. I would not be shocked if the Steelers addressed the position. I I would say the first two days of the draft, 
but it could even be with with an early pick in the third day to just have someone else there that could eventually uh, work in. That wouldn't shock me. Um, but I don't really know of a good name that would be a good fit that would want that role because, you know, even someone like Melvin Ingram, he ended up not liking that role. Right. So um, I don't know that there's any any name that's flashy enough to answer that question. Um, but if they find somebody that they like, to me, that would be the perfect opportunity for a Mike Tomlin special. And you're like, what do you yeah. mean by a Mike Tomlin special? It's not just about the contract. It's about great, great example of a Mike Tomlin special, you know, knock it out of the park. You're talking like a Minka Fitzpatrick, mm. you know, just taking care of, just taking care of what you need to do. I'm talking like a Montrevious Adams, a player that Mike Tomlin got to know through the draft process, but the Steelers didn't end up with that someone like that, that he knows that we might not even be familiar with that. He knows it could come in and be someone who could be a possible depth piece there. That's what I would see them doing. If they bring in a free agent at outside linebacker, is that uh, um, now you mentioned backup running back and I know now some people are, are talking about that. Right. I think the answer there could even come as a free agent after yeah. the draft it could be late. You're talking about just a guy that's done, someone who's probably never been the the quote unquote RB one for a team, but he's probably someone whose name you know because he's gotten enough carries. And you know, you know, running backs, you recognize names because that happens. Um, but it's someone who comes in as a very low budget signing at, at a later time. Um, that I could see that almost being the kind of a free agent move if they do anything at running back. Something that's that would be a blip on the on the salary cap radar when you factor in their salary after displacement. Maybe I'm dreaming, but the Steelers yeah. need their next D'Angelo Williams. I yeah. love that guy. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, he took the pressure off Le'Veon Bell. And look what happened to Le'Veon Bell. I, I know he's not a popular name for us to talk about, yeah. but he got overworked. And already yeah. you're hearing that from Najee's agent, even after when he first got drafted. Mm -hmm. Please don't run my guy too much. And the mm -hmm. Sears almost had to based on last year. I want to see Najee run a ton, but you know, let's don't do the 350 touches again because yeah. you're not gonna have Najee for a long time. Yeah. And and one of the biggest and if you're talking about one of the bigger names out there, um, who are the biggest ones? I know four nets out there. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think no. of maybe another one. Uh, maybe was Melvin it, Gordon from Denver. Melvin Gordon, I think, is out there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Mark was Mark Ingram out. I, I see Mark Ingram and Marlon Mack in the live chat. Um, I don't know if they are or not, but my thing is you're not going to bring in a guy, you're not going to bring in a LeGarrette Blunt. You're right. not going to bring bring in a guy that thinks he's coming in that could even steal the number one job. That's not right. happening. Right. That's flat on the table. You were just saying, hey, we you know. We've been known as the team that runs the guy into the ground. We want to take a little bit off of them. We're not going to have you come in and only get three carries in a game on, on eight snaps. We're going to want to call on you to say, hey, we need 10 carries a game. And yeah. give and we don't want to drop off. So And actually yeah. give him 10 carries a game. Yes. I mean, there have been years where they haven't done that. And, you know, I know Garrett Blunt. Not just the last 10 carries of the game. Give him, yes, give him yes. you know. Yeah, but I also understand last year with the Steelers' offense. I mean, I know we're going a little bit over right now, but you have to realize this. Last year with the Steelers' offense, look at Week 18. It still sounds weird to say Week 18. Yes, very weird. But look at Week 18. 
what if Najee Harris goes down early and he wasn't ruled out, he just didn't go in for forever. Look at that offense. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. They right. couldn't do anything. They finally bring him in, what, like halfway with halfway through the fourth quarter? I'm trying to remember exactly now. Yeah. I want to go back and watch that game again. Yeah. And the offense is back to being able to do things. I kind of understand last year when Najee wasn't there, it was even – I mean, it wasn't great anyway, but it just kind of fell off a cliff. So – what do you think real quick about Belange? Benny Snell, I'm yeah. from Central Ohio. Benny Snell's a Central Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. Nice story. People in Central Ohio like the guy, but he's not cutting it. No. Belange might be a guy, in my opinion, and I might be way off base here. Give him four or five carries a game. You know, he's not as sexy as some of these guys we're talking mm-hmm. about here in the chat, but, you know, he's a guy you already have. You don't have to pay more money well, for him. Well, technically, he's a free agent. Okay. Yeah, he technically is a free agent, but he's someone that you could get back very cheap. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I could see that. I don't know. Uh, to me, if you're going to sign someone rather than bring him back, I would rather maybe see if you can give someone who could be that second guy. Sure. For all we know, the Steelers might – a lot of people are like, well, if they really wanted Anthony McFarland, then they would have they would have actually played him last year. You've got to remember, did he get the same treatment of Zach Banner? You know, coming back from an injury, he wasn't really – he wasn't 100%, so the Steelers' options were better than what he was not at 100%. We don't know. Or he might be done. He, You know, maybe he just doesn't – just kind of flames out a little bit. It's hard to say. Yeah. So that's why the Steelers um, are the ones that their their jobs are on the lines, whether or not these these – well, we say their jobs are on the lines, but the Steelers don't fire their head coach because a fourth-round draft pick running back didn't work out. So, um, Chris, before we get going, I do want to make sure that that we uh, we, we we kind of mention the other podcast because we're going to get other people from our other podcast doing the show. This was great. Your show, um, the Steelers Power Half Hour, it runs on Saturdays. You can find it. Uh, my Steelers Stat Geek is a, is on Thursday mornings. Uh, the morning lineup is, you know, Jeff Hartman's last ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Jeff, um, Jeffrey Benedict's, um, cutting room floor. We've got your, I, you're part of the noon lineup though. I know. Right. Um, yeah. that, that you're one of those, it's, it's you guys, it's, um, here we go show, um, yins, lots of other, uh, shows in there. We've pretty much the weekend sometimes is a little bit different, but pretty much we have, you know, a, a morning show for you, a noontime show for you. And then we have our evening um, YouTube and Facebook live shows that go as audio overnight. So they're first things for you. There's so much from behind the steel curtain, just so many different perspectives. Our goal is to just not give you the same thing all the time. We like doing these Q and A's with different people because you all were driving what we talk about. We, you know, then the comment earlier, why are we talking about the Bengals? That's just a different show of talking about what else is going on in the Steelers division. Because think about it. They play 17 games. Six of them are against these teams. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty significant part um, of, of the schedule. So hopefully you can find something. Chris, anything else you want to put out there? You also have your own network that you're, um, that your show goes on, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, we have some extra bonus Steelers content on it's the Ohioan, but okay. there's a lot of fun pop culture Steelers uh, content. Just look it up on wherever you get your podcasts at, and definitely check out the Steelers Power Half Hour. You can get, catch here on Beyond the Silk Curtain. 
Yeah, and then I gotta ask just to make sure. And the other names from your from your show are oh Paul Yanchek and Joe Frost. Um, I couldn't couldn't remember the last names. That's why I asked. <laughs> check out um, real quick the Etc. Show uh, mm-hmm. because uh, we talk Steelers here on Behind the Steel Curtain. We talk goofy pop culture stuff. We talk uh, to a lot of strange newsmakers. We have a lot of fun. So check that show out if you like to hear Paul and Joe here on this um, airways. Uh, you can catch us out on our pop culture stuff on the Ohio podcast network thank you all right well chris thank you so much this was a lot of fun tonight yeah and uh make sure that you're uh if you haven't already subscribed to the youtube channel so you can get the alerts of when we're going live that's always beneficial make sure you do that and uh of course always checking out behind the steel curtain.com uh thank you very much and we'll see you all next time and we've always got to finish it up by saying go Steelers. Mm-hmm.